2: Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean, Bryant, what's the latest?
3: Uh, We're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own.
4: April is the cruelest month, breeding
2: lilacs out of the dead land, mixing memory and desire, stirring dull roots with spring rain. Dougie, what's wrong? You a little sad? No,
4: other than the weather, nothing's wrong. In fact, in the walls of the world, Coon Rapids and Burnsville finish number one and two in the state of Minnesota. J-Lo finally beat Dan Resch.
2: me you know she's
5: ready never seen you looking so bad my mm-hmm. right she's
3: right I just want to make sure. Well, I'm just gonna be on short. I'm just stopping in to say in "Happy Holidays" no, to not. all the he'll,
2: listeners. You'll be here like at two in the afternoon. No, I got I gotta go do
3: a mediation, so I gotta go play lawyer. So, <laughs> but I'm just stopping in to say "Happy Holidays" to all the listeners. Happy Holidays to Doug, and uh, you'll be heading off, so we'll see you when you get back from Florida. If I don't go down to Florida to see you at some point, oh, I'm sure
2: you'll be down there because you've <laughs> been be to down there Travini and back. the Breakers, <laughs> so I know.
4: Oh, you're
3: yeah, they'll be like, I'm out of here, and I'll go Dougie. find her for the boys. I've <laughs> never been to the
4: Breakers. It's oh, one of the hotels I've, I've always wanted to stay at. You've never
3: stayed oh, there you you know? at Flagler
4: Steakhouse. Well, I had dinner the there, but I, I, I've never stayed in the hotel. You never itself. had a, oh, lox- a
3: lobster roll down I'm there. I'm trying to oh, explain oh, how my other
4: ways I can say no, oh, so you'll
3: understand. Oh, no, my God. <laughs> <laughs> You, you do have to sell a lot of cars to pay for Why down
4: don't? there. Yeah. Hey, I've stayed yeah, nice hotels before. My that is true. favorite is the Peninsula in Chicago, which is oh, fabulous. Okay. But I think the scenery at the
3: Breakers probably offset. Oh, that. it's it's unbelievable. Yeah. It is, and Indeed. and you, you walk around that place and you're like, I don't even belong here. So well, that are we to do a the lot.
2: block at all, calling like seventeen
6: people.
3: I don't care who you're calling.
2: More me. is on the
6: phone, by the
3: way. Built that originally. <laughs> I don't, the who breakers, breakers. Oh, originally
2: probably Henry Flagler. I yeah, wouldn't doubt there's somebody like some that. Yeah. I thought it was Vanderbilt. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it, it might Joe, have been Joe Breaker. Yeah. Joe Breaker. <laughs>
3: exactly. It was Joe Breaker. Happy holidays,
0: Mike. Well, thank you, thank you, and same to you.
3: I don't get much of a chance to talk to you, but I listen to you a lot on, on this podcast and also on Bob's.
0: Yeah, you know, having the time of my life, let's face
2: it. <laughs> the time of your life, I bet you that's know, probably you know, true. Actually,
0: I, I wanted to weigh in here. Uh, probably my most memorable uh, experience at, at a hotel was uh, the Red Roof Inn in Seattle? Sure, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was flying to uh, I was I was flying to uh, Hong Kong, and uh, so there's a layover in Seattle. So we sit on the tarmac for about four hours, right? <laughs> and you know how it works with airlines, or at least used to. Nobody knows what's happening, and then the pilot comes on and says. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, we're, uh, we're waiting for a part to arrive. Could <laughs> any a minute. Park. It, it's being flown in from Minneapolis. So we go, oh, everyone groans, and we wait about another hour. Well, it looks like the
5: part's not coming, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> no.
0: So, oh, no. So then, but, but the good news was they had arranged for us all to stay at the Red Roof Inn, right?
5: Mm-hmm. Which
0: is everyone's dream. <laughs> and. Uh, so we, uh, we go to the Red Roof Inn, now, now it's like about three in the morning, and uh, settle into the room, get about an hour of sleep, and uh, then we're all awakened. the party has arrived, they're ready to go. So now you, uh, we fly to, uh, to Hong Kong, and uh, I think if there's a layover, there's actually a layover in, uh, Japan, in uh, Tokyo. So uh, that's cool. And uh, so now we got to wait for like six hours. They tell us about a six-hour wait in Tokyo for the flight to Hong Kong. I discover that there's a couple seats left on an Air India flight, and I uh, so we get there. We we run up to the tarmac and we uh, run up to the uh, to the uh, terminal, and we uh, we manage to get on this flight, which is fine. Everyone else on the flight. By the way, that we were going to a life insurance convention in Hong Kong. Sure. You know, I used to work for a life insurance company, just doing videos and writing speeches. So anyway, not a bad side gig. But um, so uh, you know, this is when, of course, you know, radio station was too cheap to actually pay me what I needed. What do you mean when <laughs> it was? When they
5: were. What do you mean
0: yeah.
3: when? <laughs> yeah. Versus the heydays, yeah. the salad yeah. days.
0: So, so we're fine, but the people who had to wait for six hours, well, turns out uh, they couldn't actually land in Hong Kong because of the fog. So oh <laughs> they wind up in Manila. <laughs> oh. uh, so they have to stay overnight in Manila. Now, unfortunately, there's a civil war going on in Manila. <laughs> oh, jeez! So they spend the night under their beds being <laughs> pinned down by machine gun
2: fire. <laughs> That'll happen.
0: <laughs> and so, the, the gig that I had there in in Hong Kong was I was putting together, uh, I was putting together a, a video, a, a, a humorous video, basically just going out and shooting the shooting the scenes from wherever the the these uh, life insurance salesmen were were visiting, and you know doing funny interviews and things like that. It was hard to get a laugh out of those people, though.
2: Oh, I would imagine
6: yeah,
3: that's bet. probably <laughs> true. They are not. Yeah, they are not in the laughing mood.
6: Our guest's good yeah, to go, Andy? No, uh, not bad. yet. I can't really dial how, without how making you, a lot of noise. Oh, okay. How would you like to have an overnight
3: stay in Seattle now?
6: Oh yeah, that'd be a thrill. <laughs> you know they're going to change the name of the town
3: to what?
2: I don't know, but Seattle apparently is the name of a chief that owns slaves.
3: No, really.
2: So they want to change the name of the of Seattle, Washington to, I don't know, Chatolia or
3: something? <laughs> Chetoli.
2: Yeah, it's probably that. <clears throat> probably Jeez. be Chatolia Somewhere along those lines. Yeah, just let me know when uh, Dr. Lieberman's ready to go. By the way, Mr. Gelfand, <clears throat> we're going to be talking about Santa, eight reasons why Eat Santa me. needs therapy. Okay? Oh, and we're right. gonna You know who we're going to go to as an, uh, an expert on Santa needing therapy? Uh, who? Dr. Carol Lieberman. <laughs> Nobody knows more about well, Santa. than she is. Well,
0: you know, you need an objective viewpoint.
2: Yeah, that's what we're going. That's why we're taking view
6: disinterested third party.
2: Doctor Carol Lieberman joins us. Doctor Lieberman, how are you?
7: Fine, thank you. How are you?
2: Marvelous. So I was just talk, talking to Mike, the Launceston Gelfand, about the fact that we're going to have. Uh, I, it's, I, I'm, I'm going to make an assumption here because of your last name, you might be a. Uh, might be a um, you know a cousin of Mike Gelfan Mike the Latzman Gelfan <laughs>
7: yeah, yeah okay so oh, yeah. we're
2: gonna we're gonna have two Jews talking about Santa which is like my it's my childhood all over again because I lived in a neighborhood that was that was Catholic black and and Jewish so my I'm, it's like I'm back in a neighborhood talking about Santa with two Jews I love it
0: <laughs> and it's probably all our fault that he needs therapy because, you know, we've been waging that war on Christmas for about 40 years now. <laughs> Have you? We just can't seem to get the job done.
7: You're
2: fine. Awesome. I love this thing. did actually,
7: I, didn't, I haven't waged a war on Christmas. Um, when I was little, <laughs> I wanted to be able to not only get Hanukkah presents, but also uh, still keep the myth or the hope of uh, Santa Claus alive. So I used to make Um, a Hanukkah bush and lay it out I used to decorate a Hanukkah
2: bush and uh, Santa used to come Oh see how sweet that is it's very very I love it as a matter of fact I do indeed Dr. Carol Lieberman with us ladies and gentlemen Santa would be considered high risk for COVID-19 he's overweight he's older he flies all over the world down strangers chimneys kissing many mommies should Santa be in lockdown or quarantine when he gets back to the North Pole that's what we need to understand today Dr. Lieberman
7: Yes. Okay. Well, Well, doesn't he essentially
6: spend 364 days out of the year in quarantine?
7: (laughs) Good point. Uh, Except for Mrs. Claus. Um, Uh, Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you would ask Dr. Fauci, the answer would be absolutely yes. Yes. Um, Of course. And somehow also he would have had to have been vaccinated as well before he went on flying around the world. Yeah,
2: well there you go. There you have it. I love this COVID Christmas no uh as our I like this that dance in our heads as we near COVID Christmas notes uh, Carol Lieberman. America's America's psychiatrist. I I'm going to have to call you from now on cuz if I need if anyone needs a psychiatrist for America I do. So Yeah, um, I'm I'm America's patient.
5: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly.
2: You and me both Pally, but uh it, uh, you know It's interesting, Dr. Lieberman, because we enter a, uh, a season, pretty much Thanksgiving kind of kicks it all off, and then Hanukkah came along, and now Christmas is coming along, and New Year's, and all these other, the epiphany and all that stuff, so we're rather busy for a couple of months. It seems to me then and I don't know, maybe I'm just fooling myself, but it seems to me that everybody's a little more even keel than usual, maybe that's because of COVID or whatever, but... Uh, it appears that people are trying to all celebrate uh, the holidays together. I'm hoping all of them.
7: Well, um, I'm not really sure if uh, you mean together in terms of having a lot of guests.
2: No, or, no, no. I or... just mean I mean we're all kind of happy. Like when Hanukkah began, I made what? Well, like I said, I grew up in a neighborhood that was that was Catholic, black, and Jewish, so there. it was all just part of my whole life, my childhood. Uh, right. It was Christmas, it was Hanukkah, it was all that stuff. So I love, like I said, starting with Thanksgiving, going all the way through uh, the 6th of January, I'm a pretty happy guy, and I'm running into a lot of people that seem to be in a pretty good mood about this, which which is encouraging, I think.
7: Well, yes, um, that's you uh, t- must be in a very um, special place. Because really, the rest of the world—or or shouldn't say the rest of the world—but a lot of people uh, are not as happy this holiday right, season right. because uh, because of all the things that we are going through. Number one is burnout. You know, we keep looking for the light at the end of the tunnel, and we keep having one variant after another. So people, some people are really their patience and their hope, and their optimism is uh, getting really strained.
2: Well, Dr. Lieberman, full disclosure: <clears throat> about a month ago, I went and did an appearance in Nashville, and I got back. and I, I I've been vaccinated, I've gotten the booster. I went to Nashville, did an appearance, and came home with COVID. So, uh, I wow, wow. and I still haven't fully recovered from. It. I got quite sick from it, not uh, you know not deathly ill or anything like that, but I got pretty sick from it, and then it kind of <laughs> eased up. So. We all do what we can do, and if, I didn't want to get COVID, and I didn't want to do all of this, that, and the other thing. But I've accepted the fact that you know we either do it or we got major problems. So, I, I. I well, you
7: know, well, you know, that's interesting. I think that may be part of why you have this more uh, upbeat attitude. Yeah. Because you know this big thing that we're all afraid of, right? And you survived it, so you know that would no wonder you feel. Um, like you can take on the world.
2: I always have, though, Doctor Lieberman. I you can ask Mike, the gal fan. I, 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 <laughs> fear, fear is not a big part of my life. I'm not afraid of a whole lot of things. As a matter of fact, hardly anything. I'm, I have very little fear about anything. You know, I'd like to keep my family intact. I guess that it would be a concern, maybe bordering on a fear. But that's that's the kind of fear that I feel. It's like my loved ones, I'm concerned about the rest of it. I couldn't care. Nobody's going to hurt me anyway. I don't care.
0: My, my translation here uh, would be that uh, he's a lifelong neurotic. Yeah, well, there you go.
2: <laughs> say, uh, as a matter of fact, Dr. Which, Lieberman, when I leave this, Which
0: show, I find to be a, a, a favorable attribute.
2: Well, for me, anyway. Well, yeah. For me it is, absolutely. But, uh, you know, it, one of the things that I did have noticed, Dr. Lieberman, and, and Mike, I'm going to run this by you as well, and I don't know if it's something I just didn't notice before or something like that. But, uh, boy, people like to lie right now. Getting people to tell the truth right now is not easy. And I maybe they're being inspired by both of our political parties or all of our political parties, how many there are. But Because pretty much you watch the news every night. And I don't care what channel you watch. They're lying to your face to try to make money. Is that why people have taken it upon themselves and say, well, I'll just, that's all I do on television, that's all I do here and there. I guess I'll just, a lot, a lot of people lie a lot more now than they used to.
7: Yes, absolutely. This started a while ago, really. But it has, I called it the erosion of truth in America. Yep. Um, And it has been eroding. (laughs) Um, I think maybe the difference is that it's been eroding a little more quickly or we're noticing it more in the last uh, year or two. But yes, it is a big problem. Um, you know, even even as it relates to juries and trials, yes. Because um, I think that we are not necessarily getting fair. The jurors are, are lying to themselves sometimes if they think that they can be that they're being fair in their judgment.
2: It just amazes me that people can talk themselves into oh, it's okay. You know, and, and the number one thing for me, and I, I promise I'll get off this, but. The number one one that concerns me, the number one thing that concerns me is the lies of omission. I will tell you most of the truth, but I might leave out the most important part, which is a lie of omission. I'm sorry. You either you need to right. tell me the whole story or you're lying, right?
7: Right, right.
2: And there's a lot of that going on. Just I'll tell you, but I'm never going to finish it. So you're not going to know the whole truth. I
7: I'm very uncomfortable yeah. with that. Yeah, yeah. You know. Well, you know, all of this lockdown and everything has made us lose some of our humanity, whether it's lying or whether it's being, you know, aggressive, Um, air rage. Of course, we always had road rage, but air rage and all kinds of other rage, people getting shot in the middle of the street in in broad daylight. I mean, things are just crazy. Um, And because there's a lot of anger, a lot of frustration, a lot of... um, you know, a lot of loss of with, with our masks and all of that. We've just kind of staying six feet apart, all of that. We're just, uh, it, you know, it could be like if, if some psychiatrist wanted to do an experiment to see how to destroy a society, this would be what they would do. Now, I'm not saying, obviously, that it was the psychiatrist's fault, but I'm just saying this is like a, an, an experiment to uh, destroy us.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's a, certainly a possibility. I do love this part of the descriptor they sent us. Since Santa's coming to town and the pandemic has made us all question our mental health, perhaps we should put Santa on the couch and give him some therapy for his quirks. What would Santa want to know about himself? I love this take, Dr. Lieberman. I want to hand it off to you now to talk about what would Santa want to know about himself? Well,
7: you know, the song, uh, he's making a list, checking it twice. And so he would want to know, you know, if he has obsessive compulsive personality (laughs) disorder, why does he keep checking this thing? (laughs) Then, uh, say, if song continues, he's going to find out he's naughty or nice, and he knows if you've been bad or good. So, um, you know, he might be asking himself if he's overthinking things. And too judgmental. Let's see who's to say who's bad and who's good.
5: Right. Good.
7: Then also, he another part of the song. He sees you when you're sleeping, and he knows when you're awake. So Eek. you know, you have to kind of wonder: <laughs> is he a stalker or a liar? And he, <laughs> he wants a psychiatrist to tell him about that.
0: I always yeah. wondered what was behind that beard. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What's he concealing?
7: Yes. Why is he? Why is he staring at us? Um. Then the song, now Santa is a busy man. He has no time to play. He's got millions of stockings to fill on Christmas Day. So he wants to know if he's a workaholic or um, if he should just work one day a year, like, you know, when he brings the presents around and let his elves do all the heavy lifting. And then, of course, that would make him feel guilty and make him wonder what to do with the other days. Should he binge on... Uh, classic Christmas movies or read children's letters for the next year. Um, then he's, of course, we know he's very overweight. Grossly and, overweight,
2: uh, you say, Dr. Lindman? Grossly overweight. Grossly yes. overweight.
7: <laughs> and he has been um, stuffing himself with comfort food. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's what, like what we all, what we've all been doing in the past couple of years uh, to calm our anxiety and so he's wondering if he has an eating disorder. Sure. Then um, he also is wondering about whether is self-destructive and uh, sabotaging himself because he knows that he should take better care of himself. And that uh, the long-term effects of obesity can be heart disease and diabetes and high blood pressure and sure. so on. Yep. And then um, we know the song, I Saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus. Yeah. And so he's embarrassed about his reputation for being a player. And, <laughs> and that's why he always has red cheeks. He's blushing.
5: Oh, okay. All right.
7: <laughs> well, he's he feeling ashamed and he's blushing. Um, and he also is feeling guilty for being unfaithful to Mrs. Claus. Oh, true. So he wants... Uh, so I suggested that they get couples counseling. Mm-hmm. And he's coming in uh, after Christmas for couples counseling by Zoom. I'm doing Zoom with Santa. Zoom. Okay, Zoom. Um, yeah. and, uh, and he's still wearing the same outfit that he's worn forever. And he wants to know if he's in a fashion rut uh, oh, or if he is afraid to take risks or if he's just a people pleaser. And this is the outfit that most people seem to like. So maybe he should. Keep wearing it. So um, these are the things that Santa wants to know. And when he gets finished flying around, <laughs> he's going to ask himself all of these things, or ask me as a psychiatrist all of these things, or some psych. If there's a psychiatrist on the North Pole, he can ask them. he
5: will
2: be a much but, better person. Um,
7: yes, he will be a much better person for the next year.
2: It's all true. I, I just I love your taking the whole deal because. Uh, you know, what, what's so great about characters, and I'm just called Santa character, um, yeah. <clears throat> that people always kind of project themselves onto those characters. So the fact that Santa ended up, there's no reason for Santa, the character, to be overweight. Why is Santa <laughs> overweight? Why, why would you, somebody that works as hard as Santa supposedly does, why is he overweight? Well, because somebody projected their problem on him, I'm sure.
7: That's a very good question. Now, of course, um, wasn't he based upon a carrot St. Nicholas? Now, mm-hmm. I don't know whether St. Nicholas was overweight or yeah, not. Either. I don't either. But that might be one reason. Um, or maybe, you know, jolly old St. Nick. Jolly old St. Nick. So you think about chubby people being jolly.
5: I <laughs> get. <laughs>
2: yeah, well, that's true. Galfan, what do you think? Why why is Santa overweight?
0: Well, of course, you're talking to the wrong person about that. (laughs) Because you're not exactly... I'm morbidly underweight. Yes, you
2: are morbidly underweight.
0: That's true. And we never get any respect. Uh, (laughs) But uh, I would say, you know, I think his biggest problem is that he's delusional.
2: Well, okay.
0: But, of course, I'm not a believer, so that would be my take. Also, of course, you know, if he... he, The fact that, that he's overweight... Um, I think, helps the, the Freudian suggestion of him coming down the chimney.
5: Oh, you know, sure.
0: Coming <clears> down <throat> the chimney, but, but <sighs> he might get stuck. He might be, not be able to get out of the chimney. Now, that, of course, brings together a whole new, uh, I would say, a whole new <laughs> scenario of fear and guilt.
5: Yeah.
0: Every time he goes in and out of that chimney, he worries whether he'll get caught. I just, and, well, I think <laughs> he's got a point.
7: Kind of all kinds of... Freudian, uh, interpretations. That well, exactly, yeah.
4: That. Mm-hmm. Mike, Mike, could you share your contact information with the doctor? I think she has some questions.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
2: I think she might. I think she might. Well. See, Dr. Lieberman, Mr. Gelfand, I never did understand. As a nice. I grew up kind of nice Catholic boy. But I never, and I used to ask my mother when I was a little boy, it's like, why doesn't Santa just come through the front door like everybody else? Okay. I never yeah, understood. and what
7: the, they say. She what did went,
2: they say? Oh, he wants to sneak into the house so you kids don't. I said, if he came through the front door, he'd make much less noise than coming down the <laughs> chimney.
7: All front
6: doors are locked, though.
4: You know, I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna expose my old school Episcopalian East Coast roots. You know what we used to leave for Santa? What? Ginger snaps and bourbon. <laughs>
7: <laughs> oh, well, there oh, wow. you
2: go. There you have it. Hey, well, you know, when
7: I made my Hanukkah bush, I I, I think I used to. <laughs> I think I used to leave Hanukkah cookies, you know, like uh, cookies with a dreidel on it, that kind, of, or in a Jewish star, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's those. Those dreidels are
0: very important to the Jewish culture because they teach children at a very early age how to gamble.
5: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's true. Uh,
0: that
2: is true. He's not lying. <laughs> I
5: don't
2: know. I just uh, I like the fact that pretty much everybody right because we have Kwanzaa, we have. You know, we've already been talking about Christmas and Hanukkah. We have uh, Festivus now, of course, is, is upon us as well. We have all these people celebrating at the same time. So that middle of, uh, well, you know, winter just started yesterday or the day before, I guess it was. But But we all need a holiday to get through this horrendous weather in most of the world, I would imagine.
6: That does make sense, yeah. Yeah. As soon as everything freezes, the food goes away. you got to uh, give, give people a reason to make it through the winter.
0: Yeah, and then there's that the tragic day when you realize it's time to throw away the Christmas cards.
2: Throw them away? I don't get many. I, I don't know what I ever did, but I don't get a lot of Catherine. Gets I, I got a
0: lot. one this year. I thought it was nice. It was from a realtor.
5: <laughs>
2: get out. <laughs> get out. I have to take a break. Uh, Dr. Lieberman, you can stay with us for a bit more. Sure. Okay, we'll be back in just a couple of minutes more with Dr. Carol Lieberman and Mr. Mike Gelfand. Dan Chesky's here from Dan's Southside Marine. It won't be long now until we start
1: seeing boats on the water. Warmer temps and open water are coming soon, Tom. We have inventory in stock now from Alumacraft, Premier, Avalon, and Manitou with more arriving daily. What's the secret to finding a boat you're looking for this year, Dan?
2: Oh, we got Pretzel now. Little Elvis. Light city gonna set
6: my soul. Gonna set my soul on fire.
2: Well, we got Elvis Presley, we got Mike Gelfand, and we've got Dr. Carol Lieberman. We're talking about Santa, we're talking about Christmas, we're talking about a festive season. That's all we know. Right. Now, Dr. Lieberman, is there a, uh, a hard time you need to be out? Because I don't make sure that it, I don't hold you too long.
7: Um, well, whenever you're I guess the next break at the top of the hour.
2: OK, that sounds good. Of course, so, yeah.
0: time you realize the meter is running.
2: <laughs> well, yeah, I'm sending you the bill, though that's the good news about it. Gelfand's oh. getting the bill for this, so that'll be good.
6: You're used to paying therapy bills, so, you know.
0: <laughs> well, that's yeah, true. Yeah, just one more. What difference Exactly. Does it? <laughs> you probably wouldn't even notice. As I long as it. you can prescribe the psychotropics, I'm fine.
2: <laughs> the psychotropics. So how is the psychiatric business right now, Dr. Lee? I mean, you're kind of you got busy. booming. Things are hopping and booming right now?
7: <clears throat> well, yes. Um, you know, unfortunately, there are people suffering a lot more. I mean, I know you I, I, you seem to be in a place where everybody is just happy, but um, it was great, you know. <laughs> Sorry. But really, this, <laughs> this season, I mean, ho- typically during the holidays, some people get holiday blues. Yeah. And um, that comes from nostalgia. It comes from uh, your memory telling you, reminding you, that uh, in Christmases or holidays past, that things were better. You know, when you were a little kid and, and your parents used to make it magical for you, and, or when you were in a relationship and you were doing all kinds of exciting things, whatever it was in holidays past, um, you feel nostalgic for it. And Even also, if it never
0: actually was that way.
7: Well, sometimes, yes. Yeah, sometimes the memory makes it seem better than it was. Yeah. And... Yeah. Um, And so that can, you know, but that's so that's normal holiday blues, you know. But nowadays, um, there are a number of people that are feeling much more depressed than just holiday blues, you know, because of what I was talking about before, burnout, you know, hanging in there and kind of uh, losing hope or where we've been waiting for this new normal. Nobody knows what that is, but we've been waiting for it. And um, it just and more people are getting sick and, and so on. Of course, fortunately, this Omicron um, variant is not very serious and, and uh, you know, less less serious symptoms. But in any case, um, there really, you know, are people who are suffering. There's been a rise in alcohol and drug abuse because of lockdown. People are feeling isolated and lonely and angry. I was mentioning before there's financial problems. Um, and then also, of course, the loss of loved ones uh, through not only through COVID. You know, you're please, not
0: cheering us up here.
7: <laughs> well, well, I know, but the reason why I'm bringing it up is because, um, you know, the, I, because so I can give you the uh, suicide hotline number or tell yeah, you yes. some things that people people can do during this. I mean, one thing you're you're doing a service because the number one thing that people should do is to make sure that they have at least an hour a day of laughter. Yeah. And uh, it seems like you are providing that. Um, We should be alert for signs in our loved ones um, that they may be depressed um we need to plan something to look forward to every day like especially if we can be out in the sun we should volunteer for some charity you know depending upon how comfortable you feel uh being out there but you can even just stay home and make calls phone calls for donations for your favorite charity and then um and then I'll give you the suicide the national suicide prevention hotline which is 800 273 8255-800-273-TALK, um, uh, T-A-L-K. So I'm just kind of, um, you know, I, I don't mean to be a downer, but I, I'm trying to, no. uh, trying to help people cope with this. It, it, it is it is harder than um, some past holidays, certainly, because, because of this, this no man's land that we're in.
0: Well, you know, as a shrink i uh, i'm I'm guessing you you believe as I do, having had unfortunately some family experience with this, mm-hmm. that the worst epidemic uh, of all is hopelessness right
5: mhm and mm-hmm. I think
0: you know i i'm i'm what I'm seeing is that there's just a lot more of it going around right now
7: mhm mhm, and we have to really create things to bring more hope, you know um, I created this uh, anagram um, of things people should do every day. Uh, not necessarily, it wasn't. I did this before um, before the holidays. But let me just mention this: uh, the anagram is "heal myself," H E A L myself, and each letter stands for something um, to do every day. H is healthy, nutritious food. E is exercise. A is aromatherapy. L is laughter. As I was mentioning, at least an hour a day. M is meditation or calming music. Y is your choice of vitamins and supplements. S is sleep eight hours a night. E is engage with friends and family to support each other. L is limit your daily intake of gloom and doom. And F is follow your passion. And if people didn't get that, all of that, you know, I know I said it really quickly. But um, I also have it on a website, which is pleasefirefauci.com. And one of the headings is uh, prescription for America. So you can find that there.
2: Magnificent. That's all I know. And I have a question for everybody on the show, Dr. Lieberman, particularly for you. Is part of this, or maybe it's just my misconception um, or just bad perception, Um, it seems to me like right now everybody, not everybody, but most people really want to claim victimization. They want to be a victim. What is that all about, Dr. Lieberman? I don't want to be a victim. (laughs)
7: Well, because we've seen in the news, you know, all these people uh, getting attention and getting perks, you know, getting special care, right, all, the right. snowf- all the snowflakes. And, and uh, you know, and so, yes, people think, oh, if I'm if I'm a victim in some way, me too, or, you know, um, various ways then I'm going to get special attention as well. And, yes, you know, it's really not the way to go. I, I'm, there, certainly there are victims out there. I'm not right, denying Right, sure, that. sure. Yeah. But, um, but that, you know, to stay in that place of victimhood um, is really not healthy.
2: No, not at all. I, it makes me very, very nervous, as a matter of fact, to be around people that that want to be because, you know, well, I'll give you an example, Dr. Lieberman, a personal example. I tend to be a bigger guy and I got a, you know, low, gruff voice and all that. And I got a sense of humor, which is really dangerous these days to have a sense of humor. But I have had people and more than two, three, four of them come up to me in the last six months and tell me, you know, I've always been really afraid of you. And I said, what? Sure. Yeah, I've always been really afraid of you. And I said, I see you about five minutes a year. Why? Yeah. Why would you be afraid of me? I, I, what is that? Why would you tell someone that?
7: Well, wait. So, what did they say for? Did you ask? What did they
2: say for why they were afraid of you? I think they think I'm nuts or something. I guess, but <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know if they think I'm gonna. I I, I would say this, and you know, Mr. Gelfand and the, and the two fellas in the studio with me. I put up with zero BS. I will not tolerate people being a pain in the butt. Uh, I also one of those guys that old. Uh, and it goes all the way back to Euripides, I think. I would rather die on my feet than live on my knees. And that bothers mm-hmm. people a lot. I will not cave into someone just to... Well, uh, it bothers Minnesotans. <coughs> it bothers Minnesotans a lot. That's a, that's a very good point, Andy. That's my son Andy that just said that. Yeah, Dr. Lieberman, Minnesotans, they don't like that when you will no. not suck up to them.
6: They, they're, Minnesotans are big into their... <laughs> they, it's true. It is true. That kind of attitude is normal on the East Coast, but over here, uh, not so much. Yeah, it's true.
7: Yes, there <clears throat> Minnesota is having
2: a lot of problems these days. It sure is. are. love it. I was born here, I was raised here, and I love Minnesota, but I would say about 30, 35, 40% of people are a massive pain in the ass to deal with Dr. Lieberman. What do you think about that, Doug?
4: It's Christmas. You guys are the most miserable collection of people in the world. Well, was I was in thought, a great mood until 45 mood. minutes ago. Well, yesterday, Kids are back from college. Doctor Lieber You should
5: have heard, <laughs> heard
4: this This is the worst podcast I've ever heard. Dave <laughs> and Cassie.
6: Dave yesterday was talking about how the holiday season doesn't have any magic anymore, and he's just not into it. And then Cassie's talking about seeing this family all dressed up in Christmas sweaters and stuff and wondering if they've been replaced with clones. It's like these people.
4: <laughs> Cheer Have up, Annie,
6: Let's start our own podcast. We're,
4: We're out of movie. here.
2: No, I'm just saying that. I that you know that's true. I, I, okay, Doug? So shut it. They, we so,
4: I, we Minnesota <laughs> so I think, did in, invent passive aggressiveness. Oh, there's no
2: doubt about that. Oh, Doctor Lieberman, you ever been to Minnesota, Doctor Lieberman?
7: No, I haven't.
2: But um, oh, passive
7: trials. I, I've actually done a lot of. Um, commenting uh, interviews, media interviews about what's been happening in Minnesota these past couple of years. I mean, particularly uh, with Potter, uh, with Kim Potter, with uh, with the jury still out. I mean, I hope to God that it uh, does either an acquittal or a hung jury. Um, I take it, I was just I take it there still hasn't been an answer Not yet. to No,
4: we're still, we're still waiting. And, and the local yep. attorney seem to think that it's leaning toward a hung jury, which would then lead to a plea agreement. Well, yeah.
6: they, what are they charging her with? What is well, the charge it's man
4: one and two. And if you look at the definitions, I can't tell them apart. No, it's hard. I mean, it's, it's, it's incredibly vague. It's hard. And again, I'm a really used car vague. salesman. I just didn't bother to go to law school. <laughs>
5: yeah, there well, you, you know.
0: Man one is more suggestive of premeditation. Yes, course. yes. So clearly, they're not going to convict. I mean, no, that, that, no. That charge is thrown in there so they can throw one out. Yes.
5: And yeah, they do and, that all the I, time. You know,
0: but what she did, what she did, kind of, kind of does fit the definition of, of man two. So, and and after all, she didn't. Uh, well, I, I was going to say she didn't help herself, but I think in many ways she defined what she. Thought would be her fate by saying something like oh god i killed a boy i'm going to prison
5: yeah
6: she did say that well there is yes, tend- that is that does then, tend to be the uh the flow
7: but then the other um police officer said no and I, you know here's a woman who for 26 years has risked her life every day yep. you know every day on the job and to have this happen and that horrible horrible prosecutor that woman um, who was just torturing this I mean I know you know I I work as a forensic psychiatrist and expert witness so I am very familiar I've been doing this for over 20 years so I know what goes on in a courtroom but that um, prosecutor was that's more sadistic than they're, they're both
0: doing their job
6: well yeah that's the problem <laughs> with the American justice system is that prosecutors are supposed to demonize and defend yeah. uh Defenders are supposed to make their client look like saints. They're not really fighting for a common goal of justice. They're fighting for well, I want to win.
7: Yes, that has yes. In some cases, that is way too. Especially when it's a high-profile case, and you oh, know God, yeah. that you know the cameras are there. Um, but uh, you know the thing that hasn't come out the, the judge didn't let this come in to the trial. The all of the criminal allegations against Dante Wright. And there, is a there are a significant number of, um, of allegations, you know, of times that he used a gun against a teenage friend, right. against a man in a carjacking, against a woman who let him sleep over there where she was having a party and he asked to sleep over and she did. And the next day he tried to strangle her and he had a gun also. And to, to get money, he took her money, he robbed her. I mean, you know, if the jury would have known more about who Dante Wright really was, instead the prosecution put up those pictures with his little boy and made him look like an angel.
6: And that's what they do every time. Yeah, it's pretty much true. Like I said, they want to make their uh, client look as good as possible, and then the prosecutor wants to make their uh, the defendant look as horrible as possible. By any means necessary, even if it means lying by omission. Pretty much true. Dr. Carol Lieberman, you've
2: been a great guest. I appreciate your time this morning. And all I have to say to you is ho, ho, ho. (laughs) Thank you, doctor.
7: Well, thank you. I hope you have a wonderful holiday and a happy new year.
2: A happy new year to you as well. Thank you, Dr. Lieberman.
7: Okay, bye-bye. Bye.
2: Dr. Carol Lieberman. Gelfand, she's like the most conservative Jew
0: I've ever talked to. Uh, she tree. got a little worked up there. You think? <laughs> yeah, well, it's true though. I didn't though. like she's her quite as truth. much after that. Why? I have to Why? Say. She told but I the understand. Truth. I understand that there's a lot of that sentiment going around. You know, and I and I wish with this trial that um, people could just recognize that there really is not any significant disagreement about what she did. And and it just boils down. You got to throw a lot of this stuff out and just stick to the facts. What happened? What the law says? And you know, the jury is probably a split eleven to one. Eleven want to want to convict, one wants to acquit, and that one is not given an inch. Um, because yeah, she's a, in many ways she's she she's a sympathetic character, weeping on the stand. And I, and I would never say that those were artificial tears. I think they were totally. I, I just I think that was. No,
4: I, I think everybody agrees with that. I mean, the contrast between her and Derek Chauvin is it's they're polar right, opposites. Right, not the
0: same thing at all. Yeah, yeah. no, that's true. And uh, <clears throat> but not everyone agrees with that. Uh, you know, I, there's there have been some stories out there where there there are some people who say oh, I was just, you know crocodile tears and all. But no, again, no, no. we know what happened. There's right. no dispute about it. hmm And it boils down to the question of did. What happened to her? What, what did what she did is what she did consistent with what the law defines as manslaughter.
2: What I and, would you say, know, in,
0: in, in Minnesota, uh, I think I think it's not too difficult to conclude that yeah, it, it does what she did does sort of define manslaughter too. And um, but if it's but if it is a hung jury, as, as I suspect, you know, it's. It's it's uh, it's questionable whether they'll they'll probably try to find some solution without a retrial because I don't think anyone right. really wants that. Right, I think that's true. Yeah, I think they'll.
4: <coughs> I think it'll. They'll. I, my gut tells me it'll be a hung jury. It's gone on too long, and then they're just going to read some sort of a plea agreement. Whether
2: the only thing that I would say take uh, that I took away from it all, at all, and it's got nothing to do with how the trial turns out or whatever the situation is. Do not ever run from the police. That's not a good idea. No. no. Don't do that.
4: I got a just got a text from Mike Bryant. Verdict coming back at one thirty.
2: Oh there Uh-oh. you go. So the verdict's coming back in a little oh. over an hour. Just so, in time for the show so, to be so, over.
5: Yeah, really. What, what,
0: what manslaughter too says is that a person a person who causes the death of another by any of the following means is guilty of manslaughter in the second degree and then The first part of this, they they give several scenarios, but the only one that's really relevant here is it's it's manslaughter to if by the person's culpable negligence, the person creates an unreasonable risk and consciously takes chances of causing death or great bodily harm to another. So, you know, but that can be interpreted in different ways, too, although it's kind of specific. It still leaves it open to interpretation.
2: That's exactly it. I mean, I just we'll we'll. Die. The only thing we can do is keep moving forward in life, and, and again, do not run from the police. Uh, I don't know why you would have both your taser and your pistol on the same
6: side of your body. That made no sense to me at well, all. She didn't, right? She.
4: I don't know that they're she always
6: did. on one side or the other, and she went for the wrong side, is what she I. She went thought. for the
0: wrong side, and, yeah. and uh, you know one is much heavier than the other one. Yeah. One kind of it's kind of colorful with the big yellow uh, section. One just looks like a, a regular gun. The weird thing is that you know she wound up. She thought it was a taser, but she wound up tasing the guy, you know, in his chest, which is certainly that. That's a good way to kill someone too.
2: Well, but center mass is what you
6: aim at with a taser. yeah. You, t- always, right? aim you always aim regardless. center mass, regardless. That's just
2: because,
0: how that yeah. Goes. I mean, if you do it over the person's heart, <laughs> that's gonna that's gonna be an issue. But uh, you know, it's. Um, uh, in any in any event, I would doubt she'd serve much time, no matter what happens. Yeah,
2: I think you're probably right about that. I, and I, I don't really take positions on any of the stuff, whether it be the Rittenhouse kid or Kapotter or whatever. I wasn't mm. there. I don't know what happened. None of us know what happened. So I just I watch it go on, and I, it just it's a lot of bad decisions are being made these days. I've noticed that a lot of really bad decisions. Yes, they certainly are
4: well they yeah. always have been it's just now that the, yeah well true. yes the difference is things are televised now
6: yes I
2: mean, yeah the true. fact
4: when you think that everyone about the has difference that smartphones have yeah. made yeah. in the society it's just uh, a can stomach. you
6: imagine the kind of things that went on before cameras were ubiquitous you mean like and just no
8: bad one cops ever, ever knew people? about what
5: do you know here
0: we go now i said everything yeah. changed with video you know it did it did yeah just, it's st- but it's still even even when you see the video, it's uh it. We know from listening to lawyers that it still can create two totally different scenarios.
2: Yeah, yeah, it can. No, there's no question about that. So Merry Christmas, everyone. Oh, oh, nice. <laughs> today, you know.
0: No, it's. it's I a thought tough
2: she was
4: deal. kidding when she said, "Was it FireFauci.com?"
6: Please, FireFauci. Oh, fauci.com. I don't I That I kind said, of
0: stunned me, you know. Uh, me I too. I was like, was it came what out What
6: did she just say? I was like, what? <laughs>
0: I thought we were talking about no, Santa. This is, woman this is a woman who is on the precipice.
4: Well, and you physicians know? are like 98% vaccinated. And yeah. for those of you who don't know, psychiatry, uh, yeah. is—you have to it's a degree you get on top of being a medical doctor. So she's yeah, had,
6: she's MD, yeah, she's an MD. Well, she, she's an MD. And if you talk to medical right.
4: doctors, there's very few of them that...
6: Well, while yeah. you were out of the room, I think she spoke positively about vaccines. I think she just doesn't like Fauci. Oh, okay. Which is a unique stance because... (laughs) No, because he
0: made money off of this is, I think, the big problem I have with him. Well, Fauci has been demonized uh, by the right, and this woman is clearly on the right, and she is uh, drinking the black bile. Uh, That's that's the way I
2: saw it. But wait a second. This is a man who lied over and over about not being involved in Wuhan, and he was involved. We got to... You can't forget that part. He was definitely making money off of this misery. That's the problem I have with them. How is
0: he making money?
2: I we, we It would take at least at half an hour to explain that situation,
6: but check into it. This guy... He was involved in some sort of gain-of-function research. I yes. haven't really looked into it that much because I just no. don't
2: care. Feeding dogs... Was that lucrative?
0: And, I, I I never yes. got that impression.
2: Oh, God, yes. He made a lot of money from me. He makes a ton yeah. of dough, as a matter of fact. And look, I don't hate Fauci. I think he's a typical political dope like the rest of them, and I don't care if we're talking left or right. These people are disgusting now. The lying that goes on... On television, whether it's CNN or Fox, whether it's Democrats or Republicans, all these people do is lie. That's what they do now to make money. That's pretty hard to dispute, I would think.
0: But let's look at the bright side, Tom. There's 28 different bowl games that we can gamble on.
2: <laughs> yes. Unfortunately, the
6: Gophers are in the worst one of them all. But, well, and you know. when there's no game going on, you just uh, put your money in a pile and spin the dreidel.
0: Yeah, there you go. Ooh, I like that's it. right. You get yeah, none like half. Well, all. And, and also, you know, the racetracks are are still running, and I every day I just hope for one more day of horse racing before that gets shut down. No,
2: I understand.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'd, like
2: I said, we got to take a break in about 30, 30 seconds here, but I just I, I get I get so tired of people making stuff up just so they can make money. God, it's disgusting. And they've always done it. I'm sure that people lie to make money, and it, it just. You know, and again, I don't. I don't have a side in this, but I because I certainly don't think you should storm our capital. But to pay more attention to that and the fact that you burned down our cities, could we go after the people that burned our cities down as well? You want to do? Well, no. If my team does
6: it, it's good. Yeah. There's
4: been about ten thousand people that were arrested for rioting across the U.S. Yeah, but not
2: held in jail. Five hundred people held in jail for a year now for no reason.
4: 500. Well, I think the reason is they were trying to overthrow the country.
2: Oh, they were not, Jesus okay. Christ. Come on. There were a bunch of hunyucks having a party that they should have never done it. Don't get me wrong. It should have never. They were never loving happened. people. Yes, they're it loving They happened people. to kill
0: 5 people. I think that they suicide. actually whoa, whoa, whoa. Cops who killed to 5 people? Suicide. Who
2: killed 5 people?
0: No, there were five people who died
6: on the spot, right? No, one. Well, that's what happens when you get a bunch of drunk, fat boomers in one place. No, no, no. There was one woman who was shot by a police officer. Well, yes, except for her, she was definitely. But, yeah, the rest of them, I think, basically just had heart attacks.
2: Well, because they were having too much fun. I, th-
6: I think so. Yeah, they Look, were. They got all hopped up on. Uh, you know. Maybe we'll get the well, impression now if you pay attention
2: that I'm not wild about the left or the right right <laughs> now. I got to be. A- These people are disgusting to me. They have no mm-hmm. business doing what any of them did, left or right, capital or our cities across the country. You have no business doing that kind of thing. I agree. So there it is. I'm not arguing against anybody. No,
0: I, I get it. Yeah. It's disgusting. Yeah. It's possible to condemn both sides.
2: Indeed. All right, we got to take a break, and we'll be right back. Right after this, we got car selling secrets. We sure and do. The Royal
4: Highness is here. I'm going to go get her. Oh and the dog. God,
2: it's going to get really bad now. <laughs> Dan Chesky's here from Dan Southside Marine. It won't be long now until we start seeing boats on the water. Warmer temps and open water
1: are coming soon, Tom. We have inventory in stock now from Alumacraft, Premier, Avalon, and Manitou with more arriving daily. What's the secret to finding a boat you're looking for this year, Dan? My recommendation is to shop now, pick a model, put your name on it. Our team of pros at Dance Side Marine will have the knowledge and experience to get the boat you want equipped the way you want it
2: equipped. What about financing options?
1: Right now, we are offering low-interest financing options up to 144 months with qualified credit.
2: didn't pick this whole
10: thing. Yeah, that's wrong with that.
2: I didn't want this part out
10: Oh, I don't know if I can <sighs> isolate it.
2: Damn it. That's why I had it isolated. Anyway, moving forward. Uh, we are back. Let me know when, uh, when you're ready to go. Uh, he is on. Oh, he's ready to end. Alan R. Warren, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> um, the book... You can pick it up on Amazon, of course. Doomsday cults, the Devil's hostages. I'm in radio. I'm one of Devil's hostages. Been been one for 51 years, Alan. You want to be in radio? You feel like the Devil's hostage? I'm here to tell you. What do you
6: think, uh, Alan? You have yourself muted. I can't unmute you because apparently you uh, muted yourself. Alouette, Alouette. Anyway, I'll read you about the be book. Can you
2: Yeah, Alan, unmute yourself. That'd be good. Jim Jones convinced his 1,000 followers they would all have to commit suicide since he was going to die. Mm -hmm. Shoko Ashahara Ashahara, uh, convinced his followers to release a weapon of mass destruction, the deadly sarin gas on a Tokyo subway. The Order of the Solar Temple uh, lured the rich and famous, including Princess Grace of Monaco, and convinced them to die a fiery death now on Earth (laughs) to be reborn on a better planet. Mm -hmm. And that better planet was called Sirius. Mm -hmm. So, was was the Angel of Death on Sirius, was that Howard Stern, or who was that?
6: (laughs) Ah? What do you think of that action? All right, Al, I think we can hear you now. Alan, how are you? There you are. Yes. There There you are. are.
2: Alan R. Warren. So, it's kind of interesting. I'm really glad you're on today, Alan, because lately we've been talking quite a bit about, um, well, I have, I don't know if everybody else has, but in any case, you know, we went through a situation where there is no God. It started back in the 60s when I was a teenager. There is no God, and we lost God, and we lost religion. And so a lot of people move to things like the paranormal because they want to believe that they at least have a chance of moving on to something else Else after this. Is that what this is all about, Alan? Is this about maybe living longer than your earthly years? Is that why people join cults?
11: I think so. I think yeah, they feel left yep. out for, for some reason. Um, they, they, they don't feel part of a religion, especially the major religions. And so this is their alternative.
2: So, I mean, that's what this—don't you think that's what the, all of this stuff is about? As I said, the—and the, um, I have nothing against it. Don't get me wrong. I don't know if there's a God or not. I don't know, you know, any of that, those things. I, I would hope so. I'm sitting next to my wife, and our son and daughter are sitting in the, uh, the main studio— and I, I don't want to think that, you know, 25, 30 years from now, I'll never see them again. I don't want to think about that. So I could see how people could get lured into, in a very positive way, a religion or I guess maybe the, the good part of paranormal. But why do they want to go with a doomsday cult, the devil's hostages? I mean, why do they want to do that, Alan?
11: Well, most of these, most of the doomsday cults themselves um, don't start out that way or they don't sell themselves that way. You know, they sell themselves as a, as a peace and love. Like you look at Jim Jones and you look at, um, Heaven's (coughs) Gate, Branch Davidians, all of those ones were all about, come on in. And, you know, we love you, even though uh, a lot of other people don't. Right. And that's kind of, that's kind of the, you, you see, you're strong. You've got a, a stronger, um, I don't want to say mind, but you you're more comfortable with the fact that, okay, you know, I don't know if there's a God. Maybe there is. I I certainly don't want to face that because I'm going to lose when I die. I'm not seeing the people I want to see. Right. But you but you're stronger with the realism. There's a lot of people that don't have that kind of strength. Well, so, you know.
6: And uh, the other thing is that he mentioned his family being the reason he wants to see the afterlife. And a lot of these cults specifically target people who are either estranged from their family or don't have a family, because then okay. they can replace those people's family.
11: Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, Manson is the perfect um, specimen for that sort of thing, and that's why I included him, because a lot of pe- that's caused a lot of problems, people complaining to me. But the thing is, uh, Manson was the perfect one. You know, he had the charisma at the time. He was able to pick up people that were away from their family they felt very isolated they felt unloved they felt possibly that they weren't pretty or whatever their thing was and it was it was hard on them he told and he was able to focus look eye to eye and tell them how beautiful they were and how much he loved them and 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 brought them in it's that sort of uh a lead-in that brings them into this because they feel very strong to the person that 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 runs it
2: Yeah, I mean, that said, isn't it kind of sad we as human beings, you know, and don't get me wrong, Alan, I'm very grateful that I was (coughs) born into my family. I loved my mother and my brothers and my sisters, and, you know, my father was a different situation, but, uh, you know, that's, he really couldn't help himself. But, so I am very grateful for the life I have. It's that what's... And I don't care for me, uh, and you're right about that, I I do not care. If I perish, I'm not going to know I'm dead anyway, so what's the difference, unless there is a God, or the paranormal, or an afterlife, or, I really don't want anything to do with a doomsday cult, but (laughs) that's a different situation, you know? I I hope there is, but I'm very grateful with what I already have, you know? Is gratitude part of it, being more grateful for the life you do have?
11: I think it's part of it. I, 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 I... You know, psychologically, there's a few reports in the book, but I think that um, that's kind of what they say. It's kind of the um, acceptance of what you have and, and really liking or loving what you have and realizing it. You know, uh, uh, some people don't. Some people accept a certain amount. They start with a right. certain amount and they want more. You know, and, and some people are, are focused on things that are not about um, death or what happens afterwards. You can see that with... You know, the current situation with politics, you can see that there's people out there that are not looking about afterlife. They're looking about what they can get today in this life. And they're so focused on that that they're not thinking about anything else.
2: Ellen, how could a person like Princess Grace of Monaco want to get involved with this? That makes no sense to me.
11: Isolation isolation you know oh, in her time sure. she was totally isolated it's just like you know if you think about this you take any of these stars like them or not you could take someone that's you know lady gaga now or someone like madonna or somebody that mm-hmm. was big in their in their time 24 7 you've got people circling <laughs> you know trying to get the picture of you following you everywhere you go talking about every time you do something wrong that kind of pressure if you don't have a good structure like you say you have your family you have you you have a structure around you so that if mm-hmm. something is going on you have people to kind of give you comfort so to speak or to talk to if you don't have that um what do you do and you can't trust anybody once you're already there if oh, you become God. an idol so where do you go you go to a religion It it seems to be the the more reliable answer in your mind, I think, at the time, it seems like they're more trusting, especially back then, you know, 60s and 70s. That was a totally different time.
2: No question. I mean, we're going through a tough situation right now with COVID and all the rest of it. And I, I just, uh, I do a, a morning talk show in town as well, and you know, there's been. We have to work harder because people aren't getting out of the house and you got to go out and get, uh, you know, some some listeners and you got to get some advertisers and all the rest of it. And it's so funny because uh, I got a really nice call from from uh, a corporate office. And so I said on the air, this is really unusual. Somebody from corporate called and was very, very <laughs> yeah. kind. Usually when you hear from corporate, all I like to do is bitch, which yeah. is true. That's what all corporations do. Now they call. We need it's more, true. more, more, more. Yeah. Uh, and yep. Some people got very upset with me about that. It's like, well, it's true. All you do is complain that we need more. We need more, 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 more. You need to call people and go, you know what? Jim, you're doing a good job. Alan, you're doing a good job. Seriously, once in a while, it would be nice. It just doesn't happen that much anymore.
11: No, no, I haven't seen it happen in radio. In, I can't tell you how many years.
2: Particularly <laughs> in radio, yes.
11: <laughs> right, right. I mean, because any time I've been, even now, uh, I'll never hear from anybody in the office unless there's an issue. Right. And it, it, What's exactly it is about I mean? money. It, it's always about money, which I hate to say, yes. but that's usually what, because yes. that's the ratings and it's about, you know, you know the game and your advertisers and stuff like that. So it's a tough, it's a tough thing because they look at it as business. And when you're in radio, you're looking at, it as a little bit of art. You have a little bit of a, you know, you have an outcome. Like I think that for me, I want to see. I want people to laugh when I'm talking. I have serious right. subjects too, but I I kind of we make fun and we kind of have some fun with it because I want people to go through it and and have a smile or two anyway because it's tough. But that's not always the <clears throat> that's not what they care about. Corporate wants you to perform.
2: Right. You know. And even if you do perform, that's not good enough either. Yeah. No, <laughs> so I don't know what to talk. About. Hey, look, I'm grateful. I have a wonderful job, and I it's been great. Uh, I've been on the same radio station for starting my 37th year, and all the rest of it. But it's changed a lot, and and I can't blame it on the individuals themselves. It's the system that's broken.
11: Yeah, yeah. System wasn't set up properly. No, um, right. absolutely would, right. You know, that's it, it. Started at the beginning. It would never was great. You know, it was terrible pay, and it was terrible treatment in general and uh it was was very political in a sense not so much you know government politics but very political within the radio system and yeah um who who likes you and who doesn't and who you meet and who you get along with there was a lot of stuff that it's like any other sort of business the only problem is you're doing it live so people can listen to you
2: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's absolutely right. Uh, honest to God, I, I just—I should mention, by the way, Alan R. Warren is the producer of one of the uh, and one of the hosts of the popular radio shows, House of Mystery and Inside Writing, both heard on 106.5 FM in Los Angeles and Riverside, Palm Springs, Salt Lake City, Big Shot, Seattle, Tacoma. I didn't know you were such a big <laughs> shot radio guy, Alan.
11: Uh, yeah, I'm I'm having my moment, but it's gonna go it's gonna go <laughs> fast. You know how its is. is. Mean,
2: You're gonna you, step you, all over you. Is you, that you, it?
11: Yeah, you get a moment, and then you know, I I'm I'm getting my hate mail now. I'm getting people calling. Oh yes, yeah. daily, oh, yeah. and it's kind of okay. You know, I, I I'm I'm better with it. I'm glad in a sense that I'm older. I mean, I'll be sixty. Yeah, me this too. Year. I'm I'm glad this because I can handle all this a lot better. It doesn't seem to upset me like things used to you know no um, question about that you know so it's it's a lot easier i can sit back and kind of go okay well kind of laugh for the most part once in a while it, it'll it bother me someone will call me something you know like sure that. and it's usually something that's not even close to true and i and then i realized right. well could you imagine being someone like real popular like like really like a big star i could never like, do it it, it'd be it'd be hard because it, yeah. they say whatever they want, and and nowadays right. with the internet, there's so many people trying to be um the news person. You know, right? <laughs> you know, they they come on TikTok, breaking news. You know, uh, Al Warren was caught in a threesome or something. You know, they, they can just say whatever they can do. They can, yeah, I know, and and it's like, well, geez, you know, if you I, I, let me know, I I missed it, but the thing is that's that's kind of how they get their the followers and it's kind of it's really sad because the more right. negative we get you know and and when we talk about like cults like even the book there's a really strong tie with every one of these cults with conspiracy
2: oh you know? absolutely that was Huge. my next question it's all about conspiracy isn't it
11: it it all is because you know and you can really see it because every one of these people doesn't matter if it's david koresh doesn't matter who it is even after they die the followers are still following what they were told you know K- K- koresh there's still branch davidians waiting for him God. to come back oh, they're, they're waiting it's crazy i i i did i can't believe this i i went on uh, coast to coast to talk about this book oh great bad mistake not not tonight really Oh, it's a terrible show. I mean, no, I mean, and I and I mean that in the most loving way. Okay? Because, <laughs> yeah, it sells a lot of books. But, you know, I if people that. calling in were like, I love, you know, David Crush, He's the only one that taught us the real word, and I'm still oh, waiting God, for him to return. And you are getting all these calls, and it's like, I want to say, you know, there's nothing I can do to help you. You need to go see a psychiatrist. You need to someone to help you. He's dead. He's not God. He's not coming back. He's not going to, you know, return to the earth and finish things off and right you know i mean i like i loved art bell it, it, he was fun the whole system now it's very political you know, got alex it Jones is and, yep. and george nori and, and it's all about you know hillary's eating pizzas with babies on it and stuff and, <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah, and you know you it's go. gone too far that's it no you're like, right. come on you know i don't want you know love to them you know it's freedom
2: no you you're absolutely you right about that
11: i'm all now, for you know, it
2: we have quite we have conversations about that because like I said I, I, I have no interest in doing that. I get on and and the people do they call and go, what'd you say that for? I said I've been saying that for 51 years on the radio now it's been a long time and I, it's what I've been talking about. Why has it changed so much? I also don't understand Alan. And I want to get back because that, that's this whole thing with admiring Jim Jones is because you weren't loved enough in your own head or truthfully you were not loved enough. And this guy pretends to really love you or at least really like you. And boy, they go, uh, if they can find one person that really shows affection toward them at any level, they're going to cling to that person like there's no tomorrow.
11: Yeah. And he was doing it. He was doing it even more than, than the rest. He was having sex with both men and women.
2: Oh, I didn't know that. I had no idea. Yeah,
11: he had he had intimate relations with, with both sexes, and uh, it was completely about showing them that he they were they were selected by him. You know, the chosen one. Yeah, uh, is, is is wants to, you know, do it, <laughs> and and it's kind of it's kind of. You know, but it's it's sad in a way. But Jim Jones, you know, he was also like even the uh, Solar Temple and and some of the others. They actually start out and they're doing um, things to help really poor people. You know, uh, people that are in in bad situations. They're they're broke. They're, they're you know, there's he was out there feeding people. He was doing so much good, and that's a really good front. You know. It's kind of oh, like yeah. following oh, yeah. the, uh, it's following the big Abrahamic religions. It's following Christianity or Catholics and anything like that. There's this this front of, you know, we're we're going to help feed the poor and we're going to do all these things. And there is a certain amount of that going on, but it, it doesn't really explain the person. So Jim Jones, I, could you imagine? It's one thing I put in the introduction was, could you imagine if someone like. Charles Manson came up today. Was walking around. He's a hippie wearing a robe and doing heroin and telling people that he's man, he's Jesus' son, he's man's son, like he's right. he's, he's God. Most people are going to roll their eyes. Yeah, and, I hope. You know, well, yeah, I guess I shouldn't say that. I, I that my thought was probably back in the <laughs> '90s if that happened, <laughs> because today yeah. I don't know. There's probably you probably have a Facebook group and you know. Have a television show, you know. He'd be, he'd be, he'd follow the Kardashians on one of those shows. (laughs) You know,
5: I don't know.
2: The amazing thing about that, to me, a guy like Charles Manson or Jim Jones, whatever, I always have to ask the question: What happened to you as a little kid? For you to have to go this far to, to try to look like Jesus, to talk about I'm the son of God, I'm the son of man, I'm the son of Jesus, Jim Jones, I'm having sex with you because you're special, and having sex with you because you've what happened to these people as children that that made them go the route they took? Something happened. I can them. guarantee you
5: that.
11: Yeah, a lot of them had terrible, uh, you know, really yep. weird, weird mm-hmm. upbringings. You know, Caresh uh, was sleeping with the, uh, um, what was she? She was the one that run the order before he came along, and and mm-hmm. she was she was like a grandma age to him, and he was. Trying to have a baby with her when he was like fourteen or something oh um, they they had it you know their young upbringing was not very good and even Jim Jones you know he had a lot of bad things happen to him and he would he would be um even at a young teenage he would be out in the woods um, killing small animals and then having having a ceremony for them he would be having their funeral he'd be speaking at their death for these like he'd kill a he'd kill a cat or something and do this
5: oh
11: th- th- this was this was like really really odd behavior at a young age and it's usually something to do with something that happened to them uh, you know and yeah, you know, oh yeah. Bo- both of them you hear little stories how much is true we don't know but um, there were there was you know sexual abuse in in both cases, both those cases so yeah yeah
2: is that know. always part of it or or in general is it, it the greater percentage as sexual abuse happened it sure seems like it
11: it seems like almost every case I've gone yep. through yep. um and and the thing is it, people will say, well yeah, but it happens all the time there it's not just these people and it's not just like when you look at Dahmer and and some of the things, you look at some of these killers too that had something bad happen to them at a young age and you kind of go, well, how come they do it? And I think that's the magic question. Why is it some people don't handle it or get over it, so to speak? Like I, I had a bad father sort of like, sounds like you not not sexual abuse but he was a no, bad drink right. dr- bad drinker and really mm-hmm. you know john waynish and very very mean and the thing is i got over it i became um i guess successful in a sense i I've, I've kind of gone on with my life and and achieved something i haven't gone yeah. out and killed people or started a religion but s- some people <laughs> can't they don't have the skills they don't have the mental skills to deal with it and i think that's where things go crazy and i don't i you know i'm not supposed to use that word i guess but things things go uh off center so that needs to be figured out um but then again like with all these cases it's not like you get to psychologically analyze these people because they're dead
2: it's pretty easy though because I was just thinking about it. in my life. Um, you know, because I have a deep voice, I guess, and I have a, I'm a bigger guy, so I got a presence, and plus I got a big personality, I suppose, because I learned that from being in radio all these years. But I, I meet new people, and as I get to know them, they change a little bit, and invariably, if they if they take a bit of a dislike. To me or they have a little fear of me whatever at some point they will say to me almost every time Alan you know Tom you remind me of my dad <laughs> 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 to God it's, it's really really prevalent people people project that daddy was mean to me on on other people just to kind of keep it alive in their head I guess I don't know why
11: well some people will try to resolve their situation with someone like you. I suppose that is true. So, I you know, break, I can, but you... if they can get close to you, but it's hard being, you know, you're being a star. So it's hard to. Ooh. Um,
6: An alien <laughs> celebrity such as yourself.
11: Yeah, <laughs> exactly. well, you know, and that's it. You know, you've got your monitor watch and and they can't get close. But, and, uh, no, it's, 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 yeah, who knows? It's, um, it's I, called I, transference I, I
6: ca- and it's a very well recognized psychological phenomenon.
11: It is. Yeah. yeah.
6: It is, absolutely.
11: Yeah. We, so.
2: Alan, we can take a couple-minute break. You can stay with us.
11: Oh, yeah,
3: yeah.
2: Wonderful. We'll be back in just a couple minutes with Alan R. Warren, ladies and gentlemen. You can go on Amazon to get the book Doomsday Cults, The Devil's Hostages. We'll be right back. More with Alan right after this. Dan Chesky's here from Dan Southside Marine. It won't be long now until we start seeing boats on the water. Warmer temps and open water are coming soon, Tom. We
1: have inventory in stock now from Alumacraft, Premier, Avalon, and Manitou with more arriving daily. What's the secret to finding a boat you're looking for this year, Dan? My recommendation is to shop now, pick a model, put your name on it. Our team of pros at Dance Outside Marine will have the knowledge and experience to get the boat you want equipped the way you want it equipped. What about financing options? Right now, we are offering low-interest financing options up to 144 months with qualified credit.
2: we are back i want to read this paragraph because it's a great paragraph Uh, we're talking to alan r warren about his book we could also ask ourselves what then is the difference between a cult and a religion we once had a small group of people who unquestionably followed a a person who believed that he was the son of god two thousand years later that following is one of the most recognized religions in the world This book in no way uh, criticizes believing in God. Rather, it examines how a social movement grows into a full religion, and when it does not, and what makes the conventional faiths such as Christianity, Judaism, Islam, and Hinduism stand above groups such as the Branch Davidians or the Children of God. That's a great paragraph right there, Alan. Love it. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it explains everything. I mean, that paragraph explains everything. To me, anyway
11: yeah i I think it does i um I'm, I'm glad you like it I get a lot of criticism you do why oh, oh well because um people think that I've had a um, an awful experience with religion at a young age or something and i was oh, i was forced into this type of behavior and it's like no oh, oh. i just i just i question the humans around it I don't necessarily question why people want to believe in God i mean I think that you know it's it, we're aware of our existence and we're aware that we're going to die, and so that leads us to some sort of thought, whether we turn into a ghost or whether we're you know I, it's just it's just it, it's just questioning things. that's all. I just like to talk and, right. Um, you know people don't always like that because they don't always like what I say, you know and uh, I, I tell them to listen to to your show.
2: Good, because they really won't like what I say. Well, <laughs> I guarantee you that.
11: <laughs> well, that's the whole idea,
2: you know. <laughs> Just slough them <laughs> off on me. Thank you, Alan. I appreciate well,
10: it. Yeah, I got a worse me, guy for you. <laughs> yeah, this guy's even <laughs> yeah, it's,
11: worse it's, than I am. Go they're get really him. Writing me bad messages now, a couple times a week, and I really don't understand that because I, no, I, I get either. the point that you okay, you don't like me. Thank you. Move but on. Alan, There's a thousand shows. Turn the channel. Turn it to Don, Tom's channel.
2: Well what you can do, Alan, is understand that they're they're mad at you because you're successful. Stop being successful, Alan. What the hell are you doing?
11: Well, we all have our issues.
6: <laughs> <laughs> yes, I think it's kinda like do. how like if an actor expresses an opinion on, you know, like biochemistry or something, people are gonna be like, Oh, we gotta listen to what they say even though they their entire life experience is pretending to be someone else in front of a camera, but I've heard of them so obviously they know what they're talking about when it comes to this master's thesis level topic, because people seem to think that if they've heard of someone, then that person is an expert on all topics for some reason. Mm -hmm. And I think it does, it goes back to that, when you're a kid, you think your parents know everything. And when people, well, that's true. But most most kids' parents don't know everything. Oh, (laughs) just yours. yours. But um, I think when people do transfer that parental thing onto celebrities, they also transfer the thought that oh, they must know everything because they're my parents. Oh, sure. It's kind. It's it's like people never grow out of that phase where you know like oh daddy can do everything mommy knows everything but they do it with celebrities <laughs> like rather than their own it, yeah yeah exactly
11: well there is that but there's also something else they, they gain a trust they gain, they they actually think they like that person and that Tom can true. probably talk yep. about this cuz there's people that will um they they act like they know you yep oh yes. oh, yeah. oh yeah. and you don't know them and, and you know and I think it's that too because that's look at look at um I don't know if I if I'll get you in trouble but you look at look at Oprah Winfrey. Uh mm-hmm. she's much loved around the the country and that's great. I I actually she's fine. I, I there's nothing I dislike. But you've got someone like that with a lot of influence. So if she likes something and says I really like this, mm-hmm. you're going to have a huge amount of people that run out and buy it because yep. of it Absolutely. because they like her they feel close to her they feel like they know her and um and so i think that happens with any celebrity it's just different levels and it's the same with the cults it's the same with conspiracy and stuff like that alex jones has huge following why because they, there's people that like him mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they called... believe he's 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 their friend
6: Well, with celebrities it's a parasocial relationship it's called where it, they're there's a friendship, but it's actually not real, but people perceive it as real. And it's happening these days on platforms like uh, Twitch, which is a game streaming platform. (laughs) These people will stream themselves playing games for six, eight hours a day, but the point isn't really the games. It's the fact that you can chat with them and they'll talk back to you. And it creates this parasocial relationship where people are willing to pay Five hundred, $1,000 on a message that pops up on the stream and forces them to respond to it. So it's like, oh, you, he said my name. That was really worth the $500.
11: Wow. Yeah. That's well, sad. It's like cameo. Yeah, very, yeah.
6: Yep. very, yep. Yeah, yep. very weird. I don't really get it. I mean, I guess I get it if you're a kid, but if you're a kid, you probably don't have $500 to drop on someone saying your name on the internet. So... <laughs>
11: Oh, sure they do. They're, they're, they're hacking uh, HBO and giving people codes, and then they make money. <laughs> ah,
6: there you go. <laughs> or they just steal Mommy's credit card, one of the two. Yeah, yeah, well, or they're printing happens. them,
11: right? I, <laughs> listen, I think, I think of the Internet as, um, okay, so perhaps Tom and I's age, uh, probably what our parents thought of what television was to us. Sure, yep. It creates a whole world that doesn't really exist people don't really look that way. They're not really that happy, you know, running in the commercial with their Trident gum and they, they're, they're, everyone's beautiful on TV, but wasn't our day. Right. And, and yeah. now the internet's kind of taken that place with a lot of the younger generation. It, it's just, it, it's kind of, they're, they're not watching the TV like, like we did and they're watching everything on their phone. And I think that, <laughs> you know, uh, it's kind of a problem um why why do you trust you know it's like anything why do we trust someone that's when i break my leg i go to the doctor i don't go to joe rogan let's say
2: (laughs) that's a good idea
11: right and and there's and i'm not even it's not even a slam to rogan because look at he's getting himself into a lot of trouble lately you know he's walking on broken glass because he's trying to figure out he's not he's not a medically trained guy he hasn't spent years doing this stuff so you're going to get yourself into the weeds trying to tell people what they should and shouldn't do just don't (laughs) you know i think certain things make sense but uh i i don't i don't know i just can't get into that stuff um you know
2: it's scary the amazing thing now, Ellen, is that as far as, as as COVID's concerned, the vaccination and all the rest of it. If you don't want to get vaccinated, I believe that's your business. If you do, that's your business. I was asked to by by corporate people, and I I don't really have any fear of that kind of thing, or or any distrust of. I just went whatever. So I I was vaccinated and I got boosted, and. Uh, Right after I did that, I got blasted on social media. Yeah, Bernard, typically, he won't get the vaccination. He's one of those people. And even people that had to write, I don't care for him, but you're wrong. He did get vaccinated, and he got boosted. Even people who didn't like me supported me, which I thought was kind of nice.
11: Oh, there you go, a whole new audience.
2: I guess. (laughs) Well, well, although if they don't like me, they're probably not going to tune in. But I— yeah, I, the whole thing. I have a question: Is it does it break down? And it's so simple. The things that I always use, and and you mention it uh, in in the upcoming paragraph of what I'm reading here. Um, you know, I I do think you know a God a. A shortened version of the word "good" and "de evil," the devil, all the rest of it. But this thing with vampires and bloodsuckers and all the the life's blood thing is that's everything to people, isn't it? It's the blood of life. It's life's blood, and I got it. So much attention is paid to blood sucking or draining blood from people or whatever. What? It's is it that really that simplistic? Are they that stupid? (laughs)
11: <laughs> well, I'm glad you said that. Remember, all the email goes but, to this show, not me. Yes, uh, it goes to this well, show exactly. I think I think it is in a sense. Uh, people yeah. um, they want it explained to them easy. You know, if it, it's like anything, you know, people complain. You know, even even if you look at the uh, in, in the Bible and and stuff, how many people really go in depth in the Bible? There are some that do, but a lot of the followers don't. You know, they're at a, you know, they make it easy. They put it in a nice song or they put it in a nice statement and uh, people hold on to that. They don't necessarily go deep into that. They don't really look at all angles. And I think that's simple sells. You Mm -hmm. know, Um, America's the marketing capital of the world. And that's um, how many times have you seen a commercial and and think, wow, that's stupid, but yet it sells. (laughs)
8: <laughs> it's very, right, it's it's right. Kind of, yeah, every you go, Oh my
11: god, that's really stupid. Nobody's going to buy it because of this, but they do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, they th- do. There's something to it. There's something to that real basic selling feature that, um, and 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 I don't know. I I hear it all the time, and you just kind of go, well, you know um let people do as they do i it's it's kind of sad and the saddest thing about when we get into cults is not so much the adults well i guess you know a little bit but i don't feel as bad for them it's just when they bring kids into the situation Mm -hmm. you know a little like they have a three-year-old and a four-year-old and then they join join, joan who knows you know heaven's gate or who knows whatever they're going to join those kids don't really have a choice
2: no, they don't. You're absolutely right. They're, they're young children. They get dragged into it and all the rest of it. Um, <clears throat> now that I know you really well, Alan, I'll, I'll throw this in because <laughs> we only have about 10 more minutes left. But I had mentioned that my father was not around and he had all kinds of problems, all the rest of it. Uh, when I was, I believe, seven years old, my father went to pick my mother up from her waitress job at the local diner. <laughs> and um, they got uh, back very, very quickly. And I was kind of like, well, that's that, that didn't take very long. Uh, my father was mentally ill. He was paranoid schizophrenic to the point where he would hear and see things. And I do remember my mother coming in the house, and she was just – it looked like somebody had punched her in the stomach, which he did not, but she just looked like that. Uh, apparently, on the way back, they had to back up the entire three miles. They didn't drive forward at all. They backed up three miles. Because my father insisted that the devil was standing in the road in front of their car, so he couldn't go that route. What brings that about, Alan? I mean, for my father to 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 think—look, I got to believe that if there was a devil. He'd have bigger, more important things to do than chase down my father's Ford Falcon. You know what I mean?
11: <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I, I, it, it, you got to realize it's it's a uh, self-importance. You know it is uh, yes the yeah. whole God factor is that way period whether God or devil I'm important enough to be an issue to them I'm right. important enough that they're yep. thinking about me you know the worst thing in the world, whether it's like I, I the devil made me do it type thing or the you know i'm I'm avoiding the devil I see the devil and this is what right. he wants or doesn't want it's the same thing as um someone that uh, is in a car crash and it's like, well you know. God must have been behind the wheel. That's why I'm alive. And it's like, well, if God was behind the wheel, you why were you in an accident? You know, it's, <laughs> that's a good. It's, point. A, it's the same kind of thought, and I, you know, I, is, I just yeah. kind of it's it's an eye roller, but it's it's back to that making you important. Making we want to feel important. Like, do you really want to live your whole life and everything you do? It's just gone when you're dead, and it doesn't right. mean anything. And I think that's the fact, and <coughs> and that's the problem. Um, because at the end of the day, all everything I've done, my whole life I've lived, really <coughs> means nothing because I'm going to be dead, and there's nothing afterwards. Um, and uh, that's a hard thought. And um, it is. Yeah. And and it's very very well true. I mean, the UFOs is, is kind of the latest in the in in this. Oh yeah. conspiracy, yes. you know, of the yeah. government's hiding it and it, you know and it's they're going to disclose now for 10 years they're disclosing but nothing ever happens, you know, and it's um but it's a, it's an importance. It makes us important as humans. As yeah, people.
2: that's true. They're coming to see and, us.
11: And, We're not going to see them. They're coming to see us. That's true. He, yeah. Exactly. It's all about us. Yep. Right? It's God. it's well, it's all about me. <laughs> But yes, but the truth is, none of that. You know, it's just all fluff. Um, You know,
2: we. I think it's a fantastic conversation, Alan. You need to come back more often. We got to talk much more often.
11: I'm always around. uh, I'm. I'm lonely. I'm. um,
2: (laughs) (laughs) I'm around, and I'm. Well, we'll take care of that, Alan R. Warren. Uh, The book is available everywhere, ladies and gentlemen pretty amazing uh doomsday cults the devil's hostages so today at least for an hour we were not the devil's hostages so that was good alan you you relieved me from being the devil (laughs) that's right exactly alan warren thank you for your time sir we'll 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 talk soon i'd love to talk to you more about this
11: anytime like i said i'm around have a good day sir
2: thank you thank you bye alan r warren I really liked him a lot. Very, very nice man. Very even keel. So what do you, Alex, you didn't pipe up on that. What do you, what do you devil got your dog
10: oh, She's watching
12: TikTok. Oh, my God. I don't have a TikTok, actually. No. <clears throat> I, don't I
2: don't know. I don't have a TikTok. It's
12: hard in Minnesota when you guys are in Florida and it's a phone conversation because yeah. it's like there's... There's not the physical cues with a phone yeah. conversation. It's yeah. diff- very difficult yeah. to jump yeah. in. <clears throat>
2: yeah, yeah. So you guys, will pause. Do you, need, do you need us to pause a little longer than we do?
12: No, it's it's fine. And it's I just mean, not I really possible. Yeah, it's just not. Yeah. You have well, a conversation between
6: say... two people, and there's already a little bit of a delay because it's you know through the internet or through the phone. Unless you yeah. know, add a third person, and then there's yeah. even more just social delay. It's, yeah. It's just unless not it's physically like, feasible. Yeah,
12: yeah, unless it's like Tim or Kristen or something. We know their like
6: speech pattern. Yeah, yeah, exactly. A lot of people, yeah. they'll that's talk true. and then they'll pause for like three solid seconds and then keep going. Yeah. It's like, what yeah. the hell is wrong with you?
10: Because <laughs> 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 they're, they're thinking, matter. maybe. Yeah. Sometimes people need to think. <laughs> yeah. Well, Tim Lammers, he never stops talking even when you're talking.
6: That
2: is but he
10: knows, that's that's true. That's right through it, baby. That's why you just
12: have right to start talking. Yeah. Yeah. Timmy's Start talking louder. Yeah.
2: I don't know who the hell Alan was talking to, but it's like, and you're a big star. And I'm like, I'm on the radio must for must be Christ. Cassie. Cassie, you know,
10: covers <laughs> for you.
2: Cassie lying for me but I tell
5: She's,
10: things like that. She sent me a text, which I just got, okay. about, about him, about Ellen.
2: About Alan, Ar- Alan Warren. To something Arkin. about the weepy
10: voice killer <laughs> that we should have brought that up.
2: Oh, well, we'll get him on about that again. Cassie, seriously, I'd love to have him on again. He was terrific, I thought.
5: Yeah. What do you guys
2: think? Do you like him? as well, as much Well, he's a radio
6: host, so he knows the.
5: the yeah. G-
2: yeah. He does right exactly. Yeah, he's on in Seattle, and I think in Los Angeles, Seattle, and uh, Palm Springs, and all up and down the West Ooh, Coast. Palm Palm Springs.
12: Springs.
2: <laughs> oh, we like Palm
12: <laughs> I've Springs. Never we Palm should Springs. go. No. we well,
2: been near your it. mom and I. That I think was one of the first places your mom and I ever traveled to together was Palm Springs.
5: Yeah. yeah. Really.
10: Uh, my. Biggest recollection of Palm Springs was we brought along my niece for babysitting when Andy was a baby. Oh, and she like took to so her. long in the bathroom hmm. to get ready to leave that we missed our flight <laughs>
12: well. and we were stuck in LAX for like seven hours
2: I
10: remember with that. a baby. Yeah.
12: yeah. She just left him with her. Be like, okay, we brought you for babysitting. You hang yeah, out. Yeah, no, you
10: find your way home with the child.
12: <laughs> no, not <laughs> no. like, oh, oh, not <laughs> like. we'll see you at the gate. You take care of him. Will I couldn't
10: go? believe it. I was pounding on the door. She was blow drying her hair. I'm like, no,
12: you have <laughs> Oh, no. I've never understood how it takes <sighs> some females so long to get ready. Well, teenage ready. girls,
6: I mean, you can't expect them to be punctual.
12: I mean, even when I was a well, teenage girl, like, I've never, like, what are you doing in there? Well,
10: there's a shower and then there's a shower. Like, I mean, when I have to shave my legs and exfoliate and, it's still 20 and wash my hair That's and condition it mm. and all that crap, and then I have to blow dry my hair, it can take me a good hour and 15 minutes. If I'm just taking a shower and running out the door, no.
12: I don't know. I guess and I, just... I would never
10: be like, oh, okay, I have to get to the airport at 7 a.m. Uh, I think I'll take a three-hour shower. Mm-hmm. A luxury happen. shower. Yeah, it just was, oh, my God. I was seriously, I was pounding on the door, and she just wouldn't even respond.
12: Mm. If she, and was she having, hadn't been uh, my
10: niece, I would have left her. Maybe
12: she was having some sort of <laughs> psychological problem. <laughs> No, we
6: knocked anybody in your mom's family. I couldn't Definitely believe it. Come like, to what think what, well, with there's you? Only, you only have, like, what, two nieces? so.
12: She, he's, she's well, way more than throw her two
10: under nieces. the bus. I have loads of nieces. She's five and loads nieces. Of nieces. And this was a very well, long time, time ago. I'm sure she's grown oh, out of her right? yeah. weird. <coughs>
5: <coughs> only
6: 33 years ago. I mean, I know yeah. her I have a feeling I could guess which one it is.
12: I know her now, and she's not like a. No, she's not like. Oh,
6: if that. it's who I'm thinking of, then yeah, no, that doesn't. Yeah, but no. you, teenagers, I mean, yeah. you're a lot different when you're a teenager versus uh, when you're much older.
12: Yeah, I don't know. Some people just yeah. can take a really long time to go. Like my brother-in-law was staying with us a couple of years ago because Dan's grandma passed away, and he they live out of right. town, and only he came for the funeral because they have three kids, and he was like, "I'll oh, yeah. just go." And so he was staying with us, and I was downstairs having breakfast, just chatting, and the funeral was in, like, an hour and a half. And he was like, don't you need to, like, go get ready? And I was like, oh, I only need a little bit. And then I went upstairs and came back downstairs like 15 minutes later, like dressed, hair and makeup done. And he was like, "Oh my gosh, that was amazing!" Because his <laughs> wife takes a lot longer to get ready. Oh, yeah, I guess. one of those. Oh. Yeah, because yeah. he was just like, "I can't even believe that you could get ready that fast." I'm like, I don't know. I've always been that way, though. I just, like when I lived in college and I had roommates, I was like, "What is happening in there?" And they'd come out of the bathroom looking, you know, not. The same. Yeah, not any more glamorous than I did. I think I'd it's st- just
6: cathartic for a lot of people.
12: Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe they're like a Maybe. lot of men and just sit on the toilet for 40 minutes before they actually do anything. <laughs> Would
2: <What laughs> men do that? Most. I hate sitting on the <laughs> most toilet. Most
12: men. Yeah, I don't get think anyone out likes out my motto. On the toilet. Yeah.
2: yeah, I don't know. Well, why. some people love to sit on the toilet and <laughs> to read. I, I'm getting Some guaranteed people love Some people. So much some
0: fun
12: right now. people.
2: No doubt about it. You know, I'm, I'm, a little mad at the Star Tribune right now. Oh, I can't find. What a surprise! I can't find Louis Anderson's story on the front page. Yeah, of, we haven't uh, mentioned that on the show.
10: Oh, yeah. Oh yeah.
2: StarTribune.com it was on there under uh, celebrities, but now it's uh, French actor Gaspard Ulliel, and bronx Ray's Cardi B. There's no mention of of of. Uh, what the hell is his name again, Louis Anderson?
6: Is
12: that it? That's it. Mm-hmm. Let's see. I don't Have know. Have we heard anything just, yeah, more? For those who don't know yeah, what we're talking
6: yeah. about, because we haven't even brought this up. Okay. Well, Louis the first thing that in the came the up was with oh, sorry. cancer. He has lymphoma.
10: Louis Anderson battling cancer, resting comfortably after being hospitalized. A representative says on Fox News. Uh. Non-Hodgkin's He's diagno- diagnosed with a type of non-Hodgkin's lymphoma.
2: Right, which yes. is not good, right? That's uh, a that's the tough
6: one, isn't it? Uh, yeah, not necessarily.
10: Well, I had There's a million kinds from of it. lymphoma.
6: Some of them are worse than others, obviously. He has diffuse yeah. large B-cell lymphoma. And what does that mean? That's the most common kind of non-Hodgkin lymphoma. Uh, if it's stage one, then he could be fine. If oh, it's not stage one, then much less likely to be fine.
2: So he, if he even if he's stage two, he's got problems?
6: I would say so,
2: probably. Because I don't know. Uh, and the fact, you know, that, and again, I'm not ripping the man. It's just I'm concerned for him. But he's a bigger guy, and that can't be good, I wouldn't imagine. For yeah,
6: that's a big part of it,
4: unfortunately. It is,
6: yeah.
2: Unfortunately, it's true. Yeah, I, just, I hope he's okay. Yeah, would be wonderful. It would be wonderful if he uh, if he slogged through this somehow. Yeah, because I'm looking for it in the National. It's not a big story. I thought it would be a lot bigger story than it is.
6: Well, we don't have that's a lot so of
2: weird. information, I don't think. No, that's, no, that's true. You're right. We'll talk to you tomorrow with the family.